Welcome to episode 20 of Third Heaven Authority podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. The whole subject of Third Heaven Authority, spiritual warfare, releasing the power of the kingdom of heaven into the earth, all of these spiritual dynamics, it's all so intriguing. And I just love it because I learned so many years ago how to walk in the spirit and how to allow the things of the kingdom of heaven to come through me in binding and loosing. The reason I'm saying that is because something really happened to me today as I was preparing to record a podcast, just the Spirit of God came on me, and I had to just kind of shut the equipment down and just pray, pray in the Holy Spirit for a while. The Spirit of God came on me, a spirit of revelation and prophecy. And so I'm going to speak that to you right now in this podcast. The Spirit of the Lord came on me and said that there has been an increase in witchcraft, in sorcery, in occult practices in the earth, that it has increased because of the way that the enemy has been moving and building things for many years, but because of the far-left administration in the United States and, and also around the world, there's this move where it's becoming more socially acceptable to be involved in those things. The spirit of Antichrist has reared its ugly head. And the spirit of the Lord came on me and said not only to tell the people that, but to tell them that they have the victory, that the greater one indwells them, and that they have the authority over all the power of the enemy. Now listen to this, Luke 10, 19. Jesus, after verse 18, where he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. In other words, Jesus was saying, I kicked the devil's butt. I kicked him out of heaven. Well, if I kicked him out of heaven, then I can do it here. I can kick him out of your life. We can take authority over these things. And he demonstrated that everywhere he went. He cast out demons. He even said that uh, in, in 1 John, he came to destroy the works of the devil. So he's destroying those works. But then he told the disciples this, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In other words, I'm giving to you the authority over his power, that authority that we have. You know, see, the devil's power is limited. He does have spiritual power, but we have greater power, greater authority over his power. And we do that all in the name of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10, Paul said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want you to be strong in the Lord. Now, all this is coming just right out of my spirit right now. This is not pre-planned. It is prophetic. So catch it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's all through the blood of Jesus. It's by the name of Jesus. It's backed up by the angels of heaven itself to make sure that the enemy, the demonic forces, and that Satan himself are completely shut down in our lives. We have the ability to bind and to loose. I'll probably get into a lot of dynamics about that as we go. But for now, the Lord is saying, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles 
of the devil, the schemes, the strategies, the deceitful tactics. Why? For we wrestle, or we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It is a spiritual battle against demonic beings and forces. Now, a lot of people get kind of afraid. They're nervous about the subject of demons, the operation of demons. And particularly if you put a label on some of that activity that we're going to be talking about today as witchcraft or sorcery or spiritual control. Well, realize something. If you are a believer, you're an automatic target of demonic influence and attacks. Why? Because the devil hates your guts. Man, if you've accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come on the inside of you. He has filled you with the life of power. You're a third heaven creation. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. You have the capacity of God in you. Think about that for a minute. The capacity of God. The Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead. He is God. He lives in you. And then the Bible says that because He lives in us, He brings the Father and the Son to dwell in our hearts by faith. So if God is living in us, the capacity of God is within us. I didn't say we're God. Don't anybody misunderstand me. I'm telling you the capacity of God is within us. And that capacity contains the ability, the authority to overcome all of the works of the devil and to put them down. It is the ability through the delegated authority of Jesus Christ given to us as believers to bind, loose, cast out devils to stop these kinds of attacks. There are specific kinds of attacks that are called witchcraft, sorcery, spiritual control. That's kind of what I wanted to address because that has increased and has been trying to come into the mainstream. Now, when I say that, I'm not just talking about occult practices by witch covens, by sorcerers, by those who are delving in New Ageism, mind science religions, and all of those things out there. There's been a rise, and they, they've come into a public forum recently more so than we ever saw in the past. They're trying to gain an acceptance. In the United States, a national recognition. In other countries, uh, perhaps they have already been recognized in various forms as what the world would call religions. That's one of the reasons why I don't like the word religion. Christianity is not a religion. It is not a man's search for God. It is not just an organized uh, belief structure. It is a walk with a living Savior who has come into our hearts, saved us, and transformed us. We're not just a religion. We are followers of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, and we have his power and his nature on the inside of us. The kingdom of heaven has come to this earth, 
and it is in us. And so this specific form of witchcraft can sometimes come against us. But the Spirit of the Lord is also raising up an empowered church to confront and to defeat those demonic works. I feel particularly led right at this point to read a few scriptures from the book of Acts to show you about the confrontation that the early church had with some sorcerers and demonic entities to build some kind of a general idea about how we're supposed to confront and put those things down. And then perhaps even the next episode, I want to get into more of the personal things about how to know whether you are a target of witchcraft, how it manifests in your own particular life, and then what to do about it. But let's go to Acts 8. In this particular chapter, you find that Philip has gone to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And man, multitudes of people received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Great works were accomplished. People were being healed right and left. And then in verse 9, it says, But there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. Now notice, they called him a sorcerer. So in other words, we're talking about witchcraft and sorcery. You know that in Deuteronomy 18.10, the Lord forbids that for Christians. Stay away from the occult. Stay away from any form of witchcraft or sorcery. You see here then that he astonished the people with his sorcery. In other words, he had an effect. There was spiritual power that was behind it. It was influenced by demonic spirits. It controlled people. We find that the whole purpose of witchcraft and sorcery is to control other individuals. It's a spiritual influence exerted against someone else's mind to control their bodies, to control their behaviors and what they do for your own selfish personal gain. And so he was operating by these demonic spirits of sorcery. Verse 10 to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is a great power of God. They heeded him because he had astonished them with the sorcerers for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. Isn't that interesting? Simon believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. The gospel reached Simon, and he believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we don't know exactly uh, what Simon's life was like after that. Tradition says that he did get his act together and he went on to serve the Lord, but the scripture doesn't say that. We do know at this point that there was a lot of flesh in Simon. Now, he was able to amaze the people because of the limited spiritual power that he had as a sorcerer. But now he was being amazed by the intense spiritual power that the apostles had, and that even um, Philip, who wasn't 
an apostle, but he was a worker of miracles and an evangelist. And he saw God healing people. He was amazed by that, and he recognized this is a greater power than me. So he believed to some degree and was baptized. Then it says in verse 14, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had yet not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. See, even though he had received, he had believed and been baptized at that point, he still was caught up in his flesh. He remembered how good it felt to control other people with spiritual power. And so he thought that this was another means of being able to control people. So he wanted that ability to lay hands on others to receive the Holy Spirit because he was going to sell it. He was going to use it to control and to gain influence. But Peter said to him, why? Because of the discerning of spirits. He saw right through. Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. So in other words, there was a direct confrontation. You know, I've had those kind of situations so many times in my ministry. There have been witches, there have been sorcerers, uh, demon-possessed people who have come to my meetings, the meetings of other friends that I have. And there are times when uh, witches have come into the meetings and uh, have tried to just gather. You ask them why they're there. And they'll be honest with you at times. They'll tell you. Sometimes the power of God comes on them and gets saved. Let me tell you this story, and then I'll come back to that. There were three ladies that came to one of the uh, meetings CK and I were leading. She led worship. Uh, I preached. We both ministered. And there are three ladies we could tell by discerning of spirits that there was something uh, about them that was not good. They were driven by demonic spirits. So we began to talk to them. We found out that the reason that they came is because they were seeking power. They were members of this New Age group and some witchcraft practices. And they said that they desired more spiritual power. And so they began going to different churches to find out, uh, you know, where they could get greater power than they already had. And they said, but when we come to yours, we found a greater power than we have sensed anywhere else. And we want that power. Well, of course, I confronted them. I preached the gospel to them. I told them they had to get saved. Thank God one of them received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. 
and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The other two didn't want anything to do with that, and they left. But they were seeking power. Those kind of things happen. I remember uh, that in a friend of mine, in his meeting, that a witch came and exposed herself, and he confronted the witch, and he asked why she was there. And she said, because I'm a collector. I come to collect the demons that you cast out of the other people in the meeting, and then I increase my power and take them home with me. Sorcery. There's so much sorcery that's going on right now. You know, the Lord took me into the spirit probably about two years ago, and he lifted me up high above the United States, and in the spirit, he pointed out three places. One of them was in uh, the Northeast, one around Washington, and then one uh, down in the southern United States. And he said, there are three witch covens that are praying against you because of your videos and your support for President Trump. And the Lord said, to bind their work. And so I did in the spirit. I just spoke against them, bound their work. They became ineffective in speaking against our ministry, etc. So I'm saying those kinds of things are real. But again, I have to let you know that they don't have any greater power than what the other demons have that may, are in the earth. It's just a different form. And so we must be wise and we must confront those. Again, what I'm telling you right now is by the Spirit of God. I didn't prepare this. It's just coming out of my heart prophetically. The Lord is saying to you to be aware and to understand these spiritual dynamics so that you and the greater one in you can overcome all witchcraft coming against you. We have another story in Acts. It's in the 13th chapter, beginning with verse 4. It says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Now, this is Paul and Barnabas. And when they arrived at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now, when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Barjesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, in other words, the governor and ruler of the island, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them. In other words, this was an open confrontation. Uh, it wasn't like Simon. Simon was just looking for more power. Um, and so he attempted to use the things of God to control other people. Can I inject something in here real quickly? There's something that I have termed over the years as Christian witchcraft. Uh, People have problems with that because the term witchcraft, they feel, should only be associated with the occult. 
Uh, but that's not necessarily true. Even in Scripture, we find indications where that uh, there are things that are associated as being equivalent to the sin of witchcraft. And one of them is that even believers sometimes, because of flesh and because of demonic influence or because of religious spirits that come, attempt to use the things of God to control other people. And that form of control is a form of sorcery that we need to stay away from. And that's what Simon was doing. Elimus is different now. Elimus is open confrontation. He wants to stop the work of God. He doesn't want the proconsul to receive Jesus or for Christianity to stay in that island. And so there's an open confrontation here. Verse 7, it says, Who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man, the man called for Barnabas and Saul, and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at them. We've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to have spiritual power in order to truly rise up and defeat these demonic spirits and their attacks against us. But he was filled with the Spirit of God, and he said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all unrighteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. In other words, another open confrontation. You can't play around with these things. You know, we have to, first of all, because we don't always know exactly where some of the spiritual attacks of witchcraft is coming from, we have to confront them in the spirit, take authority over it. But if it's in the natural realm, don't let it just slide by. Being the nice guy is not going to take care of the problem and stop the witchcraft being brought against you. There must be some kind of a confrontation. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Paul did that here because, you know, that's what happened to him. When he was against the Lord, the Lord knocked him off of his donkey and struck him blind. And so he had had that experience. He knew what had happened to him. So, man, he was turning the tables on this sorcerer. And he did so for Elimus. Well, that broke the power of it so that the proconsul could get saved and the island could receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We find in the 16th chapter another story. And beginning with verse 16, we find here Paul and his evangelistic group uh, has come to Troas and then Philippi. Paul is staying at Lydia's house, and he's going down to the stream, the riverbank, meeting with the Jews as they assembled there because there wasn't a synagogue in their city. And it says in verse 16, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination. Do you see there? Uh, all of these things are by demonic spirits. 
she met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us. You can tell by the word us there um, that it was Dr. Luke who was writing this. These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. In this situation, it's slightly different. We find that the damsel with the spirit of divination, she was a fortune teller. She was a teenage girl that was owned by a syndicate of Roman soldiers. And she recognized, again, the power of God in Paul and his evangelistic troop. And she was amazed, so much so that by her, dis her demonic discernment, she knew they were of God. And so they, she was following after him, saying, these are men of the Most High God. Seek after them. And it wasn't because she really wanted to lose people to Christianity. It's because she wanted to look important. There was a counterfeit gift, counterfeit spirit, and a narcissistic spirit that was operating through her to deceive the people so that she could keep some kind of focus and keep their attention and, again, control them so she could keep them coming and making money for her masters. Again, the Apostle Paul became very annoyed, and he cast that divining spirit out of her in the name of Jesus Christ, and she was delivered. Well, it got him into trouble, uh, but the Lord delivered them. The important thing in all of these stories that I just read to you is to understand that we have the authority. There's not in any of these situations where there was in the book of Acts a direct confrontation with any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, um, occult power, mind control, that the disciples didn't know what to do, or that the demons had more power than they did. No, no, no. Every single one of them, the apostles spoke to and confronted it and broke its power. You see, that kind of power is not only in the church in general, but it's also within you. You have that ability. So do not be afraid of witchcraft, sorcery, any of those things, because it's just a form of demonic power that's coming in a way that's being spoken against you or against others. Now, I am going to get into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty in the next episode about your own personal life. So I want you to make sure that you tune in next week for that. You can do so by subscribing to this podcast on any of the podcast networks that you enjoy listening to podcasts on. But let me pray with you about it. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ,
The Spirit of God has been upon me, the Spirit of prophecy on me to speak to the people and let them know that the greater one indwells them and that there is something in the body of Christ through the authority of Jesus and the blood of Jesus that is rising up to confront this whole mess. Now, Satan has reared his head publicly and the Lord Jesus through the church is going to cut it off. I thank you for it, and I bless your people, and I ask, Lord God, for divine protection and divine provision on their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Walk in power and authority.